okay, so I'm not going to ask you to party with me and smoke with me. I'll go and, you know, uh, go out with my friends and do it. So then that becomes another issue. Oh, you're spending time with your friends. So that's where some of this gets a little dicey. This week, Dr. Karen Sherman and I puff puff and pass around the topic of marijuana and your marriage. Stay tuned. We're giving away free wine during the month of May 2014. All you have to do is join the Hitched Wine Club and your third shipment is free. No strings attached. To join, visit hitchedmag.com and click the Wine Club link on our homepage. And hurry, because this is a limited time offer. Oh yeah, I almost forgot. This wine is amazing and hand-picked just for you. So don't wait. Hey everybody, welcome back. This is Steve Cooper, Editor-in-Chief of HitchedMag.com. I am once again joined with the original Dr. Karen Sherman. Hi, Karen. Hello, Steve. Um, so we may, perhaps we should have done this episode back in April on 420, uh, but we're doing it <laughs> a little bit later. Uh, we're going to talk about uh, marijuana and how it plays a role in marriage and how it might affect a marriage. Mm. Um now, obviously, it has become uh, legal in more states, and uh, like any recreational vice, while it might be enjoyable, it can also has it have its downsides. Um, and so I wanted to touch on this topic, particularly because it has been in the news so much lately, and I know people are uh, concerned or interested or what, whatever the case may be. Um, so... I guess the first thing I wanted to ask you, Karen, is what is a warning sign um, for somebody that marijuana has become more than just a recreational habit for perhaps themselves or their spouse uh, in the relationship? Well, it's all about balance. So, you know, when you say recreational, it basically means that you're using it just for recreation. So you do it periodically. Uh, you do it, you know, just uh, once in a while when you're maybe, you know, going to socialize or something like that. But when somebody is um, using it on a regular basis and they're doing it, let's say, just by themselves um, or they're spending a lot of time talking about it or a lot of their activities are in uh, having to do with, you know, getting the marijuana, buying the marijuana, um, you know, you know, even spending time during the dinner conversation about marijuana, then there's too much focus on it. There's too much emphasis on it. And that's telling you that it's out of whack as far as balance. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now, uh, if you uh, are married to somebody who does smoke marijuana and you think that they smoke too much, uh, how can you approach this topic with them? Well, I would say it's not any different than you would with anything else that you want to broach that is of concern to you. So you're going to just go to them and say, you know, look, there's something that I, I want to discuss because I'm concerned. Um, this is not meant as an attack. It's truly coming out of my love for you. Um, it seems to me that 
um, though there's absolutely, you know, it's legal and all, it seems like um, the the use of pot has gotten a little bit too, you know, there's a little bit too much involvement with it. Mm-hmm. So, you know, can we take a look at that? So, I mean, so really it would be the same if, if it was an alcohol thing or. Oh, per, yeah. yeah. I, it's the same with anything. Yeah. You know, um, uh, you're working too much. Um, you're, you're drinking too much. Uh, you're going out with the guys too often, whatever it is. Um, anytime you're concerned about your mate's behavior, you want to bring it up gently. You know, I just did a, a radio show. You know that I have my own radio show. Yeah. And we were talking, the subject recently was about mental illness and how do you broach with your mate if you think that their behavior is one that needs addressing, if they're too depressed or they're too anxious. Same answer. Um, you know, I'm concerned about you. I love you. And I it seems to me that lately you've been a little more anxious than usual or, you know, you've seemed to be depressed, you know, and, and let's talk about it. So it's the exact same answer for any difficult subject. Now, um, in, in, in that regard, is there the timing I'm assuming is important. So, for example, if, you're, if your spouse was anxious, you wouldn't catch him in the middle of like a panic exactly. attack and the, perhaps the same thing with alcohol or pot, like you wouldn't – approach them when they're either drunk or they have just smoked or something along those lines where they don't have a clear head, right? Right. Of course. Of course. And you don't want to be discussing this in the bed while you're, while you're in bed together because our beds are for sleeping and for sex. So you don't want to be bringing problem situations into the bedroom. Do you have a recommended place then if, if they can't do it in the bedroom? You know, you're going for a walk, you're out to dinner Um, you know, you're, you're just sitting around doing an activity. You're going out for a drive, just not in the bedroom. Okay. So, but a a neutral place though, right? Yes. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, so how might overuse, because I think, um, a lot of people might say like, oh, okay, well, my, my spouse, spouse smokes pot. Um, I don't think it's a problem, but maybe I don't know what that looks like. So what might the overuse of pot look like or how might it be having an impact on the marriage? Well, you know, if, if there's more attention to the drug, then, you know, whether it's taking away attention from the relationship, mm-hmm. um, if the person's not able to work as efficiently as they usually would, their focus or their concentration is being impacted. If for some reason they're not making decisions as well as they normally would, you know, any of those things is going to be an indication that there is too much of it being used. Um, a, you know, a little bit of pot, uh, you're not going to have any kind of uh, severe kinds of um, or serious kinds of reactions. But if you use too much of it, then then we do know that it, it can have those kinds of effects. So if you start to see that, you know, I guess the biggest thing, Steve, uh-huh. is if if you see change, You know, if you start to see that the person is acting or functioning in a way that is different from the way that you normally know them to be, then something's up. And again, I'm going to say that across the board. Um, When somebody is doing something or acting in a way that is very different from the way they normally do, it's an indicator that something is is amiss. Mm hmm. I mean, that is that isn't that kind of like the definition of an addiction, right? When it begins to affect uh, other parts of your life like that. 
Yeah, well, an addiction is when, again, it's out of balance. Um, so you're right about that, uh, where you're paying more attention to whatever it is you're addicted to than to um, you know, your regular life. So it's, a, it's okay to have a couple of drinks. It's not okay to be uh, an alcoholic. It's okay to go gambling once, twice, a couple times a year. It's not okay to, you know, use up your entire balance on your credit card account in order to, you know, to gamble. Um, but, you know, again, um, anytime the behavior of somebody is very different, whether it's an addiction or whether it's a depression that's setting in, or whether it is, um, you know, something else, you know, some kind of disease. It's an indication, it's a time to sort of pay attention that something is um, not the way it's supposed to be or not the way it has been. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, now, there's obviously a stigma attached to pot because it's still illegal in, in most of the country. Uh, if it were legal federally tomorrow, do you think it would become more or less of an issue than it, than it may be right now for couples? Well, I think that, you know, depending on who your mate is, if your mate is somebody whose value system is, you know, you don't do things that are illegal then they're obviously going to have a problem if they're living in a state where it's not legal yet. Mm -hmm. And that's going to become the issue. So if um, let's presume that the partner who's using the, the pot is only doing it recreationally, there's no other issue involved. Yeah. And the only issue is that it's in a state where it has not yet been um, made legal. So once it becomes legal, then that goes away. That is no longer an issue. Um, so I think, yes, in that way, um, it would become a non-issue within, within the relationship. Mm. This is very interesting. <laughs> be, be, like, like we were talking off air how this is not our, our typical, uh, you know, let's talk about this dispute or that dispute or whatnot. Um, because this is kind of a, I want to, you know to use the political term that gets thrown around these days of like an evolving opinion on things. Uh, this seems to definitely be one of the hot topics that people are evolving on. Um, and so I know, uh, as I mentioned in past episodes that a lot of these topics I will pull from what I know people are searching for on our website. And this is one that has popped up because uh, a spouse was curious as to whether or not uh, they're, their partner has a problem and and what they can do about it and these different things so i'm i'm i i think we've done a pretty good job here of laying out some some immediate steps to take uh do you have any other final thoughts on this well, the topic only, the only other thought i have you know again when you're talking about it as a problem in the marriage depending on who the two people are if one of them is more free spirited let's say and that could be whether it's pot, whether it's alcohol, whether they're the kind of person that, you know, likes to go out and have, you know, and, and have party. And I don't mean party in, the, in terms of using pot, but, you know, like yeah. socializing and everything. And the other person is somebody who is not quite as comfortable doing those kinds of things. Then it becomes an issue because the partner who's not comfortable might just be really uptight about the idea that you're doing something and, and I just don't think it's a, a, a good thing to do. 
Um, and it just makes me uncomfortable that you indulge in something like that. And the partner who's using the pot might say, you know, it's not a big deal. Why are you so uptight? You know, why are you so uncomfortable? Um, and now, of course, with the whole idea that it's being made legal, mm-hmm. might say, you know, and, and, and look at this, it's being made legal. So, you know, why are you, um, you know, reacting this way? And so now we get into a whole issue about, you know, needs and, you know, values. So let me give you something totally ridiculous. One person likes a certain ethnic food um, that's very spicy mm-hmm. and really, you know, wants to go out and, and try that. And the other person is a steak and potatoes person. And so the person who really likes the spicy food may feel very held down because the other one says, I don't want to be involved in that. Whereas the steak and potatoes person may feel very uncomfortable going to a restaurant, you know, where it's very spicy food. But then whose needs are being Mm. met, you know, and how do you decide that? So one of the answers could be, well, okay, so I'm not going to ask you to party with me and smoke with me. I'll go and, you know, uh, go out with my friends and do it. So then that becomes another issue. Oh, you're spending time Mm -hmm. with your friends. So that's where some of this gets a little dicey um, and where the couple is going to need, if they have these uh, different, shall we say, value systems, Mm -hmm. um, to have a discussion about, you know, how do we want to resolve the fact that we have two different needs? Not any different than one of the couples likes opera and the other one can't stand it. How do you take care of those different needs? And there's a variety of ways of doing it. It requires um, acknowledging the different needs and, um, you know, being open about we are different. It's okay to be different. And how are we going to respond to those different needs so that both of us feel like we're not stepping on the other person's toes. Yeah. Okay. And, and, and um, again, we're talking about, you know, this isn't taking down your relationship because you're, you know, have a serious issue problem with this, but it's a, a value thing. And um, I'm assuming when you have these conversations, you're not, well, I don't smoke pot, but I don't, but, but you drink and you don't want to start doing that throwing, throwing different issues at each other because that's not going to resolve. It's more about how, how can you come to an agreement about, as you said, there's values and needs. How, how can you come to an agreement where your needs and values come more in line with each other? That's right. That's right. Um, well, this was interesting. Um, I'm, I'm, if, if anybody out there listening has a specific question regarding this or an, a, a topic that you'd like us to approach, and maybe maybe it's maybe it's not for the podcast, maybe it's for an article to be written or something along those lines, uh, let us know. We're always interested to hear what you have to say, um, and I mean we are here to help you. So uh, if you have something, uh, shoot us an email. Uh, there's a there's a link right on the the, the podcast page. Uh, but for now, that is going to do it for us. So thank you so much for your time, Karen. It's always a pleasure. Yes, it is. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
Uh, before we go, I want to remind you that uh, Dr. Karen Sherman is a practicing psychologist in relationship and lifestyle issues for over 25 years. She has a new program out. It is MakeYourMarriageWorkNow.com. Uh, it is a subscription-based service uh, for just $9.99 a month. Uh, you will get a new topic to help uh, work through relationship issues. Um, each month, you'll have access to a radio show. Uh, you will get several different articles about that topic. Um, Karen will do a video teaching you the important points of that topic. Uh, in addition to, and perhaps most importantly, uh, there is a monthly conference call where you will actually get to ask her your question that you may have. Uh, so be sure to check that out. Uh, you can get this information at her website. Again, it's makeyourmarriageworknow.com. You can also find Karen at drkarensherman.com. We have this information up at our website, hitchedmag.com. Uh, and, of course, you can follow us and find us on all the social networks, Facebook, Tumblr, Twitter, Pinterest, Google+, Instagram, etc., etc. Um, and uh, if you like what you hear, we always love getting your feedback on the podcast itself. And you can find us on uh, the big ones, uh, specifically iTunes and Stitcher. Uh, so for now, that is going to do it for us. So one last time, thank you so much, Karen. Thank you, Steve. All right. And that is going to do it. Take care, everybody. Bye.